0: Oh, welcome everybody, welcome. Welcome to a Sankarshan Joshi trip. And uh, I'm Vaishak that a recurring guest on this very special podcast. It's the 25th episode and uh, Sankarshan sucks at intros. So I'm uh, doing this for him as a friend. I think it's a right favor and it's my duty and responsibility to do this for him. But it's a special episode, 25 episodes in. He's been doing it for a while. He's put in a lot of effort for the same and uh, I'm going to take some weight off of his shoulders and I will conduct this podcast for him. And uh, let's see what we talk about. And uh, welcome your host, but the guest for this episode. Give it up for Sankar Joshi, everybody.
1: (laughs) This feels so weird, but thank you so much, Vaisak. Like you took, uh, like you put in extra efforts into like making this special. Like it really means a lot. Thank you so much. (laughs)
0: A karshan joshi trip yeah how is my intro rate it out of 10 you always
1: have it in you Vishak. like that's what i'm like most jealous of like i've been asking you to like start your own podcast even with bbb when you do it's you who introduce it right so i think probably i try to like mimic what you do but yeah i need to work so hard but i hate it like I- every single time I like, like, if I'm doing solo, I have to like record a minimum five times. I'm not joking. Like minimum five times.
0: One take wonder baby. So <laughs> I just had one take, yeah. but I hope it was good. So now that I don't know how I did it. And the thing with BBB live streams were like, I only had one shot It right? once. We went live and that would stay there forever. So I, I would also hate myself because once I. Like, I'm looking somewhere else and then I introduce or like if the intro was not proper it would like I would like it's very cringe to watch and that's there permanently I can't like edit it or do a retake or something so it's always a tough thing but the thing is to like just do it and get on all of us hate ourselves equally so it's fine yeah mm-hmm. and uh with that in due uh, we're talking as if we haven't been in touch for quite a while. We just spent the last hour talking off camera.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and but for really formalities, how are you, <sighs> I'm. Yeah. I'm
1: gay, how man. are you?
0: How was like, your day?
1: I am I am not bad. I'm doing good. So it's like uh, like I was telling you earlier, like with this whole pandemic, with everything, like I've been spending a lot of time with by myself, probably in my solo episode I'll talk more about this. It's like I am comfortable being lonely right now. Like, that's the place I'm at in life. Like, I'm happy, like, like good lonely, like, not, like, sad lonely. So, yeah, I'm I'm good, man. I have this podcast, like, uh, so I receive, like, responses every now and then for episodes, like, a DM or something. So, that's pretty nice. Like, that is worth the effort that I put into. So, it's like, yeah, this and... Yeah, that's all, man. I'm, I'm, I'm good. So that's
0: how it, are you? It. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good too. And there's a difference between being lonely and being alone. You're happy being alone, yeah. But you're not lonely, yeah. So that's the thing. Lonely by default means, means that you like you're here, missing Vaisad. Someone like
1: if you quote something, you need to sign, like, like why that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Continue.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like and like uh, I was just discussing this with one of my friends also recently that being alone should be normalized and like, you know, uh going on vacations alone or going to if you see someone come to a bar and if they're drinking alone, you say like Ayo Ay, Papa, you know, either He's he had drinking a breakup. alone.
1: No, he definitely Yeah, yeah break up.
0: Papa, yeah, a breakup, Papa I feel, you know. Sorry, You know, like either that it's like it's fine. You should do things alone and uh, it should be normalized, I feel. And it's good. And that's something that the pandemic has taught all of us for sure. Like, yeah, we have stages where we have been miserable. Something that it has taught me is that, like, there's nothing wrong in, like, being alone. But there's also no shame in asking for comfort or asking for company when you feel lonely. So you, sh- it's, like, it's okay. And you should do it. Like, I, It was, like, a big what do I say mental block that I had where I would not tell anyone anything. I was very private, you know, it took me a while and the pandemic taught me that it's okay to reach out and be open and be vulnerable and stuff like that. So that's awesome. That's good. And I was going to ask you something. Uh, you know, I, I, we just spoke about all of this for a long time and, uh, You've been doing this podcast for quite a while. How are you feeling about it?
1: It's been close to one year. How has the
0: how's the journey been so far? Uh
1: this has been the most like uh like rewarding in the more like uh like abstract sense. So like not literal tangible reward, more like intellectual knowledge, wisdom-wise. So to me, like most of the learning that I have had in life was through verbal communication like most of the life lessons or like most even in college or like any sort of like learning that i've had it is when i listen to someone else talk about it so like with this episode uh like episode by episode like all the like this is 25th right it's 25 different conversations like 25 different perspectives so even if it is solo i don't have the same opinion anymore like even if it is like two three episodes back Like, like, I'm learning, I'm constantly like growing. Plus, like, this is the third time for you, right? Like, this is like, you're here for the third time. And uh, like, past two times when you're here, we had different conversations. Like, every time we have conversation, it is different. And uh, so, like, I have learned like so much about myself, like doing this. Because a lot of opinions that come on the fly, like I, I don't put efforts into thinking what I'm going to say next it's mostly like on the fly like i just randomly talk about it so most of the ep- like opinions that i had in me they just like come out like i'm like oh shit like this is what it's like it's more it's like therapy in other words so like all the inner thoughts they just like come out and uh, yeah
0: therapy journaling like yeah. that yeah reflection uh, yeah it's definitely uh, true because when you start putting yourself out there you see what's going on inside right so that's there for sure and uh and like personally i've seen the improvement of like how your podcast how it started off in the first episode no intro nothing welcome you know to you taking more time and effort and like refining your craft basically the thing is like it the beautiful thing about a Sankarshan joshi trip is like if you go from episode 1 to episode 24 until now like you can see the growth and you can see like the changes you've made like it's it's like a batsman practicing every day and like improving his cover drive like initially it was like tennis ball cricket i'll hit to so slowly like refining yourself more and more and more and like perfecting your craft and like and like we will never hit like the we will never reach perfection but like also like seeing an improvement from podcast to podcast is like very interesting and very heartwarming to see so good job on that
1: thank you so much like especially your, coming from you right like because you are also in the creative space business like you do improv comedy and you guys like you uh, being one of the visible boys like you guys put like content out there so uh, like you guys are in the game so like coming like from you like it Like, it's very uh, motivating to me because, like, initially when I started, I knew, like, what I could do and, like, where I was. Like, I, I, I could gauge that. So, like, for episode to episode, I was very hesitant to listen to my previous episode. Like, when I did my first episode, right, like, when I did my second episode... I was very hesitant to listen to my first episode because I didn't want to get like demotivated or something like this is very internal like when people listen to it, they might not find like any difference, but like to me internally, there is like 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 so much that like that goes in my head with respect to like probably I could have like like said something better or like articulated this better the The problem is <laughs> like with me like when I'm saying something right in my head, I think that I've said it. But, like, when I listen to it again, in between, I've missed a word. So, like, just that one word being cut out, like, the like the entire context change. So, it's like, I pace myself differently. Like, it's much more slower because, like, I want to make sense. I don't want to, like, just, uh, like, speak faster just for the sake of it. So, yeah. That's been, like, one of the, like, learning things throughout.
0: <laughs> yeah, and... It's really good that you started out, you know, because I on the other hand, you know, I like I put so much pressure on myself to to do things the right way and like for things to be that exact way. So I most of the things I never end up releasing at all. Or I never it never sees the light of day because I would have criticized it so much myself that I wouldn't have any like, you know, uh, power in me to just put it out there. So the thing, uh, I used to watch a lot of Casey Neistat when I was in 10th tenth, tenth, and 1st uh, view. He was like a very big influence on yeah. me back in the day. And like uh, I started my YouTube channel, whatever that was called, because of him. And, you know, something that I loved what Casey Neistat would do was... Uh, he like he would do like a 20 second video and at the end he'd put a movie by Casey Neistat like so he had like some a signature style about him so i also if you go to my youtube channel and see like you'll see a movie by vaishakh that, you know like or making short movies sort of you know that that ego or that you know uh with that conviction i used to make stuff and something that he quoted in like one of his uh po- uh podcast it seems in his blogs was that never let perfection be the enemy of something good it's called it's better ana- to like
1: paralysis due to analysis like you don't move some, because yeah. like you analyze it like too much
0: yeah true true so the thing was like yeah never let perfection be the enemy of something good like you're not going to reach perfection so but that shouldn't stop you from putting stuff out there and that i need to you know learn and embrace more because the thing is it's okay it's okay and like something that like also freaks me out a little is that once if i release something and put something on the internet oh shit it's gonna be there forever like the y shark that was there in like the initial days of disability boys as well if you go okay that i look very different first of all so i'm like oh shit i look different or and then like some of the jokes i would have made or uh some of the whatever happened right it's there for eternity and i can't take it back i'm like oh should i have done that that sort of analysis creeps into me again but something that i told myself is that it felt right for me to do that in that moment in that moment i was like that and it was funny it worked out so like have faith in your you know past so like if if i see like 18 year old Vaishak walking in front of me I won't beat him up like I still trust him and I still have like faith in him to do the right thing so have faith and like be if not proud be okay with what you have done in the past like don't like punish yourself repeatedly it doesn't make sense so even if like you go look at your first episode and you see oh it was like this and like maybe I didn't do this right I, I could have done this better but like Have pride in the fact that, like, that. How old were you then? Twenty-one year old Sankar ended up doing this. He he did this, and like, I'm I'm happy that he did, and good job, sanku You should tell yourself basically. (laughs) And and
1: thank you, thank you so much, man. You know what? Like, like when you were saying all of that, right? Like, it reminded me that like growth comes from a very uncomfortable space. Like, uh, if you are already comfortable, like there is no space to grow. Because you relax there, so like growth comes from a very, very uncomfortable, unpredictable phase where it's like you need to find a balance between like knowing your flaws and then being motivated enough to overcome those flaws so like you need to like you need to have that like graph up straight like that is one thing that uh like when you say that like you are very like analytical when you like when you start putting out content right like you overcome that like part of yourself that is stopping you from growing that actually helps you in like different part of your life. So it's like me doing this podcast. I am, uh, like, like I'm new to this entire like thing, right? Like I'm not this like some YouTuber or like, I don't have any like content creation background. This is my first time. So a part of me is like very carefree, like majority of it. The other part is still like, uh, like, sometimes I get anxious about, like, accept acceptance or, like, validation part kicks in. It's like, am I, uh, like, am I putting out, like, good content out there? Like, that is one, like, constant thing. Like, am I learning? So, every once in a while, I have to, like, pause, I have to, like, ask. Because you get into that, like, content creation mode. You want to put, like, more, more, more out there. So that, like, the sooner you'll get recognized or something like that. So, in that pursuit of, like, putting more and more content you kind of lose a track of like why you started doing this in the first place. So to me, like, I feel like if I am comfortable with the journey now, let's say in future, if I have like a lot of downloads, a lot of listeners, this is still going to be this. Like, like to me, like it's not going to change. It's more like external. So internally, there shouldn't be any change whatsoever. So like right now, I have like a lot of new people like who are like, following the podcast and recently like a guy commented on my like one of his solo episodes it was like very sweet it was like very motivating like i think like he said uh, something about like like me motivating other people or something like he just commented that and uh i i don't know that person but still like he commented it like that meant something to me because initially when i started it's mostly like people you know consume your content right but your but your aim is always that like this content should be relevant to someone who don't know who the like who you are so like that is where you strive to be right so that thing like it's it's very like rewarding in the sense that like it's like validation for the content that i put like i don't seek validation but it still like gives me that even if i'm not asking for it types so yeah
0: and there is validation in just carrying out the task itself, right? Like doing it and then hitting upload is enough validation that I had this thought, I had this guest in mind and I ended up doing it. And like, I have a baby, you know, and I'm happy about it. it might not be the most beautiful looking baby in the world, but it's a baby. So yeah, it's, and it, you
1: have your goal, right? Like you, you have your own definition of what a fulfilled life is or what success is. So, the other day, I was talking to one of my friends. Like, I said, to me, success is associating myself with successful people. Like, so I want to be associated with the people who promote growth. So, in the sense that, like, me doing this podcast, right? Like, let's say first episode or like 25th or like 2500th episode, like, regardless, every single guest is my friend. Like, I make sure that I make a new connection. Like, I make a new friend. A lot of people like I, I whom i never met in my life i have had them on the podcast and i've had them like twice so uh like neha taparia right like she was on the podcast twice and apurva she was on the podcast like twice so i i i didn't know them like they are like complete strangers to me but now i have friendship with them mm-hmm. so this is in a sense like i am growing very like, like with respect to like intellectually plus like socially so, like that way, it's very, very interesting,
0: so yeah, interesting, and it's a very good thing that like you you have faith that like you're you know making tangible relationships out of your episodes, right, so it's very nice to see, and like I said, awesome stuff, and like and a lesson for like anybody whos watching this is that, yeah, just start, and like you will see your growth as you progress, yeah and uh, you will find things to pick out and not like no matter where you are in life so just go about it and yeah you, when when you see the growth from episode 1 to episode 24 it's like extremely heartwarming and like you know to see that like yeah practice uh makes perfect and yeah dude, like, great job great that's stuff that's
1: the thing that I took from fitness like being one of my like passion like I work out uh every day but like that is when you see the change like uh if you over train if you over like exert yourself in the gym you see you don't see growth if you don't do anything at all you don't see growth like there is a fine balance between the amount of effort that you put in and the amount of time you spend in recovery so it's like that principle i apply to like everything in my like life with this podcast right like sometimes i feel like if i don't put an episode out there i get like super anxious i'm like I'm, I'm i'm missing out on the progress so i need to like put out there like it's like mentally a pressure like comes and uh like that's when that that goes in the overtraining part it's like even though you don't you, you didn't spend enough time like recovering you want to put like more content out there so it's like i take significant amount of like break time And then I put like the content out there. So it's like I am not like I don't have like a chip on my shoulder to like make a living from this podcast. Like I do this because I love this. So like not getting into that trap is also like like one of the important thing like you were saying, right? I have I have known literally like 10 people that I know who wanted to do something in YouTube or like in content creation space, but they didn't so like it's like you saying that like whoever is listening to this like just start it's like it makes so much sense because like i just wanted to start like i wanted to start and i was like on the fly like let's see where it goes types so like i have a lot of friends who are like really good singers i'm like put like record a video and put it out there but like it's hard for them to get rid of that hurdle and then like putting content out there So, yeah, like just starting, man. Like I think anything, any journey in your life, like just starting is the like hard part. Then like just momentum like keeps you going.
0: True. And it's all about naivety as well, I think. Because uh, if you need to be innocent and you need to think that uh, whatever I do will make an impact or it will, you know, people will like it or whatever. You need to be naive and believe that uh, I'll, you know, my my content will make sense. So if you have that naivety in you, it's so much more easier to put it out there. But like as you grow up, you do lose that naivety, right? And then you become very, oh, should I like, you know, should I really even do this? Oh, there are already thousand other podcasters out there. Oh, should I do that? So that like obviously like you know restrains you from going ahead. So like be naive sometimes. So be naive and go ahead. I think what drove BBB in the beginning was that very naivety. Like we were so naive that like the three of us, three college kids, know nothing whatsoever. We could sell out a show, and it ended up happening. Uh, that naivety can drive you forward very much, and it's about
1: dreaming, right? Like like dreaming about like something, like like that the, part of naivety, like it, like it it, it, yeah. it it's very like hopeful and motivating
0: yeah so like if we were uh when we did our first show uh me and Vishnu I remember discussing and we were like how the hell are we going to sell uh 100 tickets we can't sell 100 let's keep a goal of 80 and when we sell 60 only we'll put out uh sold out filling fast so that people will book more like we were so you know like nervous and apprehensive of selling out and uh the thing was yeah, we were that. And like we were analyzing who would buy tickets. Okay, we might get 10 tickets. No, we will. We'll, now Tanki has 30 members. We will get 20 tickets at least from them. They will support. Tanky is our maybe college five,
1: theater club, by the way. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. All the peeps who don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But five people ended up coming from Notanki, Tanki like in total. Like just from not Tanki club. So apart so from like people who how many tickets did end ends. up selling? We ended up selling 105. So like we overshot our goals like we even got calls on show day like do you have tickets uh we were at a hotel and we we saw some of our friends eating lunch and they walked up to us and were like you tickets and we ended up selling three tickets there so the other thing is like yeah that, that naivety and like yeah it will it'll happen i think so you need to just go about it and see what'll happen yeah that naivety won't last forever and after a while, you 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 have to stop being naive and be more technical and uh you know put be more professional about your uh, end goals and stuff. After a while, yeah, you need to know. Okay, I I need to put effort into my editing, or I need to put more effort into the way I talk and improve my vocabulary and English or whatever. That's definitely there, and I think that's something. Like that even though like I wish I wasn't so apprehensive and analytical about the stuff that i put out i still think the good side of it is that i've been able to notify note notice the flaws in my content and definitely, see how i could man, improve
1: like, it like i'm sorry i'm cutting you off there because no, I, no, no. when i spoke to uh, apurva right like there is a different vibe altogether when you talk to psychologists like you feel like 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 you learn so much from it uh, like just by talking to a psychologist so when we were talking uh, to Apurva on the podcast so uh, she mentioned about uh, like randomly I threw a statement saying like like I have friends who are very like attention seeking in a very negative uh, light and then she just told me she asked me why do you think they seek attention so and then for a moment I just like I didn't have anything to say back so she said that they are lacking attention some, somewhere else so that's why they're seeking, seeking attention like in other place so like that changed my entire perspective on like how i see people or how i analyze like people and also like we we talked about like overthinking aspect so i'm like you know overthinking i put that out also in a negative light because that's what, like that's what we all do right like we we have we have negative connotation to overthinking So she said like overthinking works for some people like whoever you are today Vaishak like you are that based on your experience and what has worked for you. So if like you being analytical like it's actually helping you but you think that it's like I mean there are negatives to it but like there comes also positive. So it's like whoever you are let's say overthinkers like they think every single possibility that the chances of failure is less. Like when you overthink about something, right? Like with respect to, uh, let's say you putting out a play uh, or you you guys putting out a BBB show like an improv comedy show. If you overthink, right? Like you being the analytical person, you can think of every possible way that this could go wrong. So now you know what, like where to fill the gaps. So it's very constructive in that sense.
0: True. Yeah sometimes you overthink about overthinking and that's like what the hell you know yeah. but uh good stuff and now that like you also brought up about uh you know you you spoke about your the guests that you've had and your learnings and stuff uh what have been like your key learnings from not like doing the podcast but from like having guests and what do you think how has your life changed post the podcast what have you learned what are your favorite life lessons from the episodes that you've done one of the like
1: goal that i have like this is going to remain constant for the rest of my life or as long as i do this podcast is i need to learn something when this when this episode ends like that is my goal so it's like every single guest that i had right i definitely learn something or else i don't put that episode out there so that's like the benchmark and it is always like it's so uh, like like the life lesson part is a lot of people don't know the effort that goes into like making this. Like so I have an external camera there which is recording me and there is an external audio like on, on different device. So I have to merge them and then my editing. And then like, uh, like even with respect to like uh, bringing guests on, right? Like I can just open my mail ID, like my podcast mail ID. I have sent out like so many emails in that I get like very few response. So it's basically uh, even though there is a lot of like not rewarding parts and the hard part of the doing the podcast, I have still managed to keep doing it. Like like my goal to learn something by having conversation is much more greater than like all the problems that is like there because of this. So I think like this, like this clearly keeping this in mind has like helped me significantly with other things. And uh, like when you start doing something, right? Let's say you want to do a startup. Let's say you want to design a mobile application or you, you want to start a business and you want you want a mobile application for that. You have zero knowledge about like what a mobile application is or where to start. You become very anxious, right? Like you start thinking about like, how do I do? How do I do? So initially, when I started podcast, I didn't know how to edit. Like I, I had like zero editing skills. clo z- like zero editing skills. So I like rather than being demotivated, right? Like I had to shift my mindset to like how do I make this happen? So it's like how do I like make sure that this goes out there? Like that is like the another lesson that I learned. It's like okay, you can't do it, but how do you do it? Like, like thinking about how aspect and uh, like. Coming to the guests, right? Uh, uh, like I said with this Apoorva uh, thing, this is like the, like, uh, like, of all the learnings, this comes on top because it impacted me. Like a lot of friends in my past, like, all of, like on a personal level. Like I, I don't know if it makes sense to everybody. But to me, based on what I've been through in life, it made so much sense. Like I could empathize with people differently after talking to her so it's like whatever people are it is because of what have of they have been through what they have been through and like what experiences have happened to them so just having that one thought in mind made me a lot more empathetic towards people and uh, yeah like when i spoke to neha taparia i like she, it's very interesting because she she has a kid and i am a 21 year old child. like like i'm 21 and she's like way older than me but it's like we are talking like as if we are like friends from the same age group. It's like that is the topic that we could connect with. Like human psychology, it's like ageless, it's genderless, it's, it's it has no boundaries. So I could have like such good conversation with her from like she's a parent, and we spoke about parenting. So like one key takeaway that I took from that episode is parents are grown-up kids. Like they're not like they're not like you don't have to treat them as adults, and they don't have to know everything. So like this is like my other like learning, and when I spoke to you, right, like you were on the podcast twice, and uh, like usually the kind of freedom that you have when you talk to a friend is different because you have their context. Like like when you were, I know your strengths and I know your like uh like how you could have a conversation, and like you gave me like so many interesting things about like. Like, when we spoke about Mahabharata, right? Like, when we spoke about the entire storytelling, like, when you have your perspective, like, it's... Like, you haven't even thought about different perspective. When you listen to that, like, it's very refreshing. So, that was, like, you were that to me when it comes to, like, Mahabharata and mythological stories. You come from a very different standpoint. Like, I've talked about you in, like, so many episodes with Sumukha, with Vishnu, like, so many people... Because I admire your perspective a lot. So, like, when you told me your standpoint of how you see the story, I was like, holy shit, like, this makes so much sense. So, then I start evaluating my perspective. So, then my perspective moves. So, yeah, I can go on and on, on and on about this because, like, like, every single person, I, I remember every single episode. There is so much I learned from everything, but, like, to keep it short, like, yeah, this is like, on top.
0: Yeah, it was a trick question. I just wanted to hear you praise me. But anyway, <laughs> uh, nothing but awesome. And like for sure, you would have made a lot of learnings. And
1: Hey, Vaishak, you it's... tell me, Vaishak, about
0: like, hmm? like
1: you you did podcast too, right? Like with BC Bele Boys, you guys did live on YouTube. You had different guests and, and your like last guest was someone you guys didn't know too. It was a very like the season one is over. It was eight episodes, right? yeah yeah so it was brief uh, but it was like really good so like what was your learnings from like like you talk like when you talk to like guests there
0: uh on a technical side one i learned to be more prepared because uh since it was live streaming it's only like one shot right it's it's like one take whatever you get is whatever you have so I learned to be more prepared during those episodes and like be prepared in the sense that like schedule the live properly, send the zoom links out in time, all of that stuff. Like Even if I ended up doing all of that, there would still be like points of anxiety just before going live. Like, oh shit, Instagram link's not working. It's not opening up. So like, I'm just saying that, yeah, uh, uh, fuck ups do happen no matter what so just be like more prepared for it in the sense that you could like you know tackle them in a better way so that's one learning that I definitely had and in terms of like speaking with people like i didn't know that i i could talk so much in a way and yeah yeah i I would also like sometimes yeah sometimes like sunday i would wake up and like shit i have to talk again now today oh damn should i talk but then like once i started doing the podcast like points of conversation would just come out. And and that's a beautiful thing about podcasts as well is that it's, there's a difference between an interview and a podcast. And I'm going to ask you a question about this later as well. Because in interviews, you just ask questions and you are wait for a response. But in podcasts, it's a conversation, right? You need to pitch in with your points as well. You need to make the guest feel comfortable to talk. You're talking with each other. And there's a pressure there where you shouldn't overpower the guests you should allow them to shine, but at the same time, if you're silent, you will make them uncomfortable. So, uh, after I end my learnings, I wanted to tell, how did you learn? How did you, you know, come up with ways to ensure that you made your guests comfortable and how did you, what do I say? How did you know that I'm talking too much or I'm not talking enough? Because sometimes, like, I remember you telling, like, shit, it's my turn to talk. I should say something, no? So, feeling that, like, oh, I have to say something now, right now. That thought coming to you, that's definitely there. So, how did you deal with all of those? You can continue after I end my learnings. But, yeah, as we spoke with, like, different people, it was nice. Uh, It was nice in the sense that when we were doing the podcast, it was still, like, they were talking with the Busy boys. So... They knew that they were talking with comedians. It wasn't like a completely different Vaishak that's coming and talking with like a very serious, you know. It it wasn't like that. They knew that they were talking with comedians, so they knew that we don't take things seriously, right? Uh, it's like you have, let's say, two teachers in school. One teacher is very lenient and and like he's he's he's, he's the he's the teacher who cracks jokes and you have fun, and then there's a very strict teacher that same topic when you discuss you like you approach them very differently right with the more with the strict teacher like you'll be very professional and like you'll say oh i i hope if i say something it doesn't come out wrong uh, i hope uh, it, uh he doesn't misunderstand me but whereas with the more friendly teacher you you talk more naturally and like you're like i mean like you you have fun right so they, i think our guests were comfortable Knowing that like we're comedians and we don't take things out of context and we uh, allow for like, you know, uh, jokes and banter and fun stuff to happen around us. So like if you ask you, if we ask you a question, uh, we make jokes about it too. So, and like we're funny about it. And so they were not afraid to make mistakes or say the wrong thing, you know, so that space was there. So it was nice to just talk with that uh, context and stuff. So that was fun and definitely a lot of personal learnings because we, in a way we knew a lot of them. So to see this side come out of them and it's fun to like extract information out of the people, you know, so all in all, yeah, it, it was definitely fun. And I, and I think the fact that like we kept a time limit for ourselves, like we told, we're going to do this and we'll end now and, uh, we were uh, very uh, disciplined and uh, about it and we had a schedule and all of that so all that was definitely a fun experience i would do it again but sometimes i feel like oh enough talking let me just you know chill for a while i will only listen uh but yeah that's my answer and now you can tell about what i just said being like you know how did you balance crazy
1: like that we are talking about all of this i wouldn't have imagined that i would talk about like all of this because what people see it's like a movie right like there's a making and the actual movie so there is podcast and all of this that we are talking are like bts like like these are all the behind the scenes that that happens right and i didn't think in a million years that i would like talk about like what happens like like in the behind this uh scenes um, behind
0: the scenes and inside your head also yeah yeah it's so right?
1: it's it's so crazy like like with respect to like content right like to answer your question initially uh i like when you have a conversation it's very it's you're not conscious like it just happens but when you're recording right initially i was conscious so it's like when you are recording, the conversation is different. But when you are offline, the conversation is slightly different. Like to me, it's more or less the same, but like it's slightly different. Like that, like that gap was that, uh, like when my like in my first episode, people would always add their opinion, even though you don't have to end it with a question. So it's like, in, especially in podcasts, right? Like I see, I listen to a lot of podcasts, not a lot, like three, four, but like every single that's
0: like, a, that's four more than majority of the people so it's fine
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah so it's like like when they say something they end it with the question so i was that too initially but then i realized i don't like it's not a question answer like it's more like two people discussing so having into like moving it in that format and also embracing mm-hmm. the the silence like it's like conversation is important and silence is also equally important. Like, because you need to know like when to talk and when to not talk to make a good like quality conversation. You need to be aware of that fact. So, uh, like I was too afraid of silence when I started. It's like, uh, like, because I, I, like I g like the silence because in your head, you're like, okay, wait, like do I have to edit this? So like how much time is this like gap? But, like, slowly I became comfortable with the silence. Like, I was embracing the silence. Uh, so, like, has been like, the pretty, uh, like, the awesome part of, like, everything. Even with offline, right? You can just look at someone and nod and they can continue their, like, you don't have to ask something. Like, you don't have to question. Like, you, like you being interested in the conversation is an incentive for them to keep going with what they're talking. And so and, and also like when to talk and when not to talk like if you're interrupting like if you're interrupting how do you interrupt like you have to you, you shouldn't like straight up interrupt like you like how, like I had to learn that skill like because I was very talkative and like my and my like family they make fun of me that like I keep talking even if the other person is not interested in listening so it's like uh, th- that has been like one like thing that i had to like overcome myself to be like better at like making the podcast and like making the conversations matter
0: interesting uh basically like it's like what do i say when someone else is talking you're so much in your head what makes question do i ask you uh, know uh yeah.
1: That's so true. That's so true. But I stopped being that. You know, like that's when, like I could be more of me when I stopped doing that. Like, like like I said, how like conversation and silence are like balanced. Similarly, Mm -hmm. talking and listening is also like equally balanced. So it's like it's similar to acting. You know, like when Sumuka was there on my first episode, we spoke about defining acting. Like, what is it to act? And I told that it is to react. Like let's say you shout at me you say a dialogue my acting is a reaction to your statement or reacting uh, reaction to a situation so a conversation will be good if you listen and reply to them not like let's say a conversation is something you have something else going on in your mind and you say something that is very irrelevant or that's not uh, in line with what the other person said so it's like finding the balance like be in the moment like because you have to listen to them be in the moment so yeah that part is also like so true when you say it
0: yeah yeah getting out of your head uh is very important and i think that's what something that i have uh you know like listening is very important and it's like it's more important than talking only sometimes i feel If you are a good listener, you can rather than always trying to put your point across, you can end up with such beautiful conversations rather than just it becoming a battle of who makes the better point, right? Yeah.
1: Silence always works, you know, like sometimes words fail, but silence works like in majority of the cases, like silence and listening, sorry, like not silence, listening, Uh, like works all the time than talking. It's basically cool. you're acknowledging right like everybody wants validation and acknowledgement to feel their presence, so when you listen, it's like you're acknowledging what they're like what they're saying or the amount of time that they spend. I am very grateful to people who come on the podcast because they are spending time talking to me, so that means that I must have had some impact on, like on them that they are willing to do that, so I really. Like, I'm very grateful for that. So, uh, like, every time I bring a guest on the show, I have minimum 30 minutes of talk on the call. So, like, just to know their mental space. Basically, becoming friends. Like, I become their friend then. And then it's like friends having conversation to do that. It's like... Yeah. So
0: It's like that continuation of that conversation is the yeah. podcast, basically. It's not like you're meeting for the first time. Then it will be like hard. You can't, in the podcast, you, you don't have time to break the ice. You have to start off with meaningful conversation straight away. So that 30 minutes acts as a good icebreaker. And they know, hey, I can chill with this guy for yeah. two hours. And, you, know, yeah. you know, certain so, opinions
1: people don't respect or people don't like now we live in this like woke culture like cancel culture it's like you're being canceled for having an opinion like how like how the fuck can you cancel someone for having a certain opinion it's like that's the, the like people are like so uh like into this culture right now with this whole cancel thing uh cancel culture everything so when i have the 30 minute call i uh like if they feel that i respect their opinion and they should like they should feel like their opinion is being respected and i don't fake it like if they don't feel it they don't come so like so i am like so open to opinions and i'm open to change mine too that like people will let their guard down with sharing their opinions like like now let's say if i say like randomly that being a pedophile is not wrong like like you're gonna get so much hate just for having this opinion so, like, yeah.
0: Le- le- that was a bad example for an opinion, but okay. Okay, wait, wait, wait.
1: Le- let me just, like, <laughs> like clarify this part before like, people go crazy. It's like, yeah. when a guy sees a naked girl, he gets a boner, right? Like, that's his body responding to that, like, it's stimulus thing. If you okay. get turned on by a child, isn't that biology? Like, wait. Like, you don't have to act on it. Like, you don't have to... Like, you can... Like, just because you're getting turned on, that doesn't mean you have to act on it. So, it's like, just because you get turned on by a woman, that doesn't mean you go force her to, like, have sex with you. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, we don't even acknowledge things. Like, that's my problem. Like, okay. Like, pedophiles exist. Like, just because you don't talk about them or, like, their thing, you don't seem interested. That doesn't, like, make their their presence vanish. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like... Yeah. Like, does this make sense, Vaishak? Like, like, what do you think about this? <laughs> Let's take a left turn here.
0: <laughs> uh, the thing about respecting opinions is definitely, yeah, I, I agree with that too. Like, different people have different opinions and it, we should have a safe space for everybody to represent their opinions. And the, the thing about opinions is that opinions change. So... You shouldn't judge a person based on their current opinion. Because the opinions that I had when I was younger, some of them were wrong. And now let's not act like we didn't have wrong opinions back in the day. All of us did change and we need to respect that change. And I think that's something true about forgiveness as well. We should be open to forgive. You shouldn't like, you know, reject a person based on his current misdeeds. You should, I feel like, yeah, it's, would you be, who could forgive how much that's subjective and it's different for different people but i'm just saying that we should be open to allow people to change and not you know judge them only on their immediate thing I but mean, i like, think you the point that's like
1: subconsciously like it's it's involuntary like judgment is involuntary yeah. of course but w- like you have to send like the rescue thoughts for that thought like if you if you are having like a negative feeling for someone what are you like are you acting towards like what are your next step i think that's probably important because thoughts are involuntary right like judgment is also like uh it's it's thought
0: yeah and true so that's definitely there thoughts are nothing uh i remember Sihi telling me this that she saw this from a movie or the book where thoughts are thoughts mean nothing more than a freckle on your face so like thoughts are nothing it's basically your actions that count and that's for sure but i'm just saying that like yeah we should be open to people changing and like if i see a friend a second grade friend of mine now when i'm grown up i will not like judge him based on the fact that he used to eat mud in second standard right (laughs) i'm like i know he he used to eat mud i won't become friends with him it's wrong thing like he, he has like lived life and like he's a different person now so people change and we should uh, respect that but uh the thing about you uh yeah i think
1: pedophiles
0: uh, the, yeah the point that you are trying to make based on that is that like you know we should be more understanding and yeah there are things which are unquestionably wrong and as a society we need to accept that and you know what, act like on it right or wrong is
1: basically framed by the society like back let's say 100 years back few things that were considered wrong are not wrong anymore so let's say back in the day how we see pedophiles that's the same way how people saw gay men like that like the like that's exactly how they saw them it's like now you're acknowledging them you're not only acknowledging you're fighting for their empowerment so i'm not saying the same thing will happen for pedophiles But like what I'm saying is you're... No, no, no,
0: no, no, no. I get what uh, it's true in the sense that that's why like we're moving forward. Like if we aren't bettering ourselves as society, what's the point? If we are falling back into our mistakes, then there is no progress in society. So yeah, child marriage was a thing back then. Our grandparents got married at 14, 15. But that's not right. We know that now. And it's good. We shouldn't say that like we objectively now know that like it's not right for such things to happen and that's something which we as a society have decided and that's the whole point why you know, society is moving forward.
1: Based on like there's a different context like I think context changes like when there were arranged marriages right like back in the day there, were, there are good things that like there are positive to that, that too like probably that would have worked now. like it worked then because of the circumstances and context so now the context and the environment has changed so now when the environment changes the same thing is not like applicable anymore like like people don't acknowledge that like there is no one thing that is universal like change is the only constant right like people don't even like acknowledge that's my problem like uh, let's say randomly i go to my college and i start uh, and i start talking about uh, like how gays should have sex or something like i start giving sex education about gays i would definitely be silenced like like teachers would be like what are you talking about like can we not talk about this or something like that it's like people don't talk about things that they're uncomfortable with isn't like like, like that that is the major problem with like even with opinions right like you cannot like, condemn someone for having a certain opinion about something. Like, either you put in effort to change that or ignore them. Like, like, just because they don't have the same opinion as yours. Like, like, it's this, it's like, that loop of, like, that's where you fall into this entire like, fake woke culture.
0: Hmm. I don't know. I I don't, I I think I have a very nuanced take on it or I don't have a take on it at all. But yeah, I understand what you it's You know what? To. This
1: is so awesome. Like last time when you were on the podcast, we were talking about like gods and spirituality. You had an entirely opposite perspective of what I had, and then you listened to me, and then you said you like you differ from that opinion. And then we continued the conversation to different things. Like we agreed to disagree, and we respected each other's opinion, and we carry forward it with the uh, with the other conversations. And I think that is what we are all lacking. Like, we can agree to disagree. Like, this is one thing that, like, doing this podcast has taught me is I need to have content. I need to grow so that I can put out, like, better content out there. Like, like I can talk better. Like, knowledge and wisdom wise. So, for that, I need to listen to people. I need to acknowledge other people's opinion. And if I don't agree, and I need to agree, disagree it gracefully. So, yeah.
0: I'll... uh. What you were trying to tell with your take on uh this current culture or whatever was that like people are so much in their heads that when they see an opinion that is not theirs or something, they cancel it immediately and they're not accepting, right? you uh, also get reward
1: but... for canceling it.
0: Like it's true, like... and hmm. it's 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 not a reward. It's something that happens as a group, right? So it's a group identity thing that's happening. So. If if you don't have this opinion, then you will not be a part of this group. Oh. So your group identity is in question. It's not just your individual identity. So if you are, if you belong to this particular political ideology, you by default you should not like anything from the opposite political ideology. If you do, means this group will reject you, right? So it's 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 something that's, uh, it's it's an identity thing as well. It's group identity along with your individual identity. So yeah. Uh, there are two sides to this thing one is like yeah we should be more accepting and we should you know be more understanding of others even opinions if you don't but on the other side
1: acknowledge it like like i don't even care if people accept or not like that that is their uh, decision but just acknowledging shit out there
0: true uh, acknowledge in the sense that like be okay with uh, opinions other than yours existing mm. fine fair enough but uh, when you say about something like uh, the paedophile thing or example, if 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 it if like you're a parent and it was your child which was under concern, then I don't give a fuck about your opinion. I'm not gonna understand you. In my head, that's wrong, and I don't I don't want to hear anything about it. Right? So it's not right then to so like there are the two sides that I'm talking about. One side is like yeah, as outsiders, we have uh you know. Uh, we can be like oh we need to be acknowledging and understand both sides but like when when the actual party is in concern like when you are in the shoes of the person who has you know witnessed such a thing then i don't give a fuck about empathy i just no no see uh or
1: like when i said about this whole pedophile thing right like just because a woman turns me on like that is not wrong but, like, what are my actions towards it? it defines what I'm doing is right or wrong, right? Like, just because there is a stimulus in my head, that doesn't mean that I can do whatever I want. I cannot act based on my stimulus. That that decides, right? So, I'm just talking about, like, not the action. Like, uh, I haven't told this uh, before ever. But, like, when I was a kid, I was, like, like, I was kind of abused by, like, one of my neighbors. Like, he I, like he was a pedophile. Uh, so, like, I have been there. Like, that is very, very scary. So, like, w- what I'm saying is that, like, I cannot disregard the existence of that person. Like, whatever his feeling, I like, I'm not saying his feelings are right or wrong. I'm saying his actions are wrong. But his feelings, I don't know if I can say they're wrong. You know what I mean? Because, like, like you being attracted, it's more involuntary, right? Like, how can I... Like blame him for something he can't have control over. Like that's what I'm like to give a perspective.
0: (laughs) First off, I'm I'm sorry you had to go through that, and uh, secondly, it's very courageous of you to put this out.
1: You know, now it's a joke to me. Like, like now I'm at a point where like I joke about it. Yeah, weirdly it's funny. Like, like now I'm that. Like it. Like it scarred me for some time, but like now I'm like yeah like if i meet him in person that's going to be like a different scene but now i'm not going to meet him in person so i don't have to like think about the action that i'm going to do if i meet him so that's like a different uh, conversation altogether but yeah
0: yeah and yeah the thing like you telling that uh i can't judge him for that i think it's a very bold and like what do i say it's very re- rare for the victim to have such a uh take on the abuser and not and like it's i don't know so but what i'm trying to tell is like yeah uh, i understand what you're trying to tell where him being that way was like a result of his childhood as well and uh it it's like he has whatever is in his head was that so but the thing is like yeah if you are getting such thoughts or something it's like Some thoughts are like a cause of concern, right? So, I think, yeah, we all should be like, I don't know, at least a good way to proceed is to have conversations about it. Mm. But all of these are like very uh, touchy things and like very controversial, very sensitive. Very
1: long left turn,
0: (laughs) very long left turn, and we should be very sensitive and very careful. The day, yeah. I, I end up saying something, you say, you end up saying something, we'll be friends. It won't matter to us, but for other people, right. It can like, you know, uh, so in a way that like, yeah, like the point that I made earlier, let's just be more accepting, accepting, acknowledging, whatever you want to call it of each other and try to create a safe space for everyone to, at least where well, they're not afraid to voice themselves at yeah. least. That much this I think we about, can. This was all
1: about like, like we, we, we fell into this entire loop of conversation because of opinions, right? Like that was the keyword that like took us on this conversation. So yeah, I want to connect the dots back and then like we can
0: take... And uh, one more point about opinion which I have is that like there are places where you are supposed to have an opinion. So if... You are uh, a straight person, you have no opinion, you should not have any opinion about the policies regarding same sex relationships or whatever, right? Or uh, if you're a man, you shouldn't have opinions regarding policies which regard women's welfare or something. You, know, you can have you,
1: opinions, but you don't have to impose them.
0: No, you, the, the opinions, because you can never be in that same place, right? You can, of course, you can have a conversation about it. But you ultimately like I feel like if everyone has an opinion about everything then we will never end up deciding on one thing. Let's
1: say government is making laws for gay people then it should be some gay person in the government right? Like that means that let's say if a government uh, whoever he is like making the decision that means that if he's not gay then he shouldn't make that decision because like it's his opinion no? Like does this make sense? It's like 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 a lot of people who are not in that minority or like who are not in that category make decisions for them. Let's say government. So then you will have to have an opinion after like talking to them or something like that. Like, like like understanding both the parties. So like opinion matters in some places, but like you have you have no right over like, uh, uh, assuming what they feel. Like if you don't feel what they feel. If you don't feel what they feel, making assumptions on their behalf is wrong. Is what I feel. Than opinions.
0: True. That happened in like Madras High Court where like the judge had to take a stance on a same-sex relationship, so he took counseling regarding that, and then he came and he declared. So, which is very nice to see people being more accepting and empathetic towards others. Progressive and empathetic, mainly to you know, time. The other person that's there for sure, and uh yeah, I don't know, it's a very touchy thing like I go back and forth as if like I we becoming too soft and sensitive, or like, what is this about like you know, you know that's- po- like... political correctness, so like I go back and forth, but it's 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 a constant thing, and you just have to live your own life, I guess that's all.
1: Like I think that's probably like circling back to this is one of the things that like doing this podcast has taught me is to have my opinion. Like, you know, if I have to talk about something, I need to have an opinion. But I'm willing to talk about the opposite party and change my opinion. Like that's a different topic. But like recently in one of my Q&A episode, like solo episode, one of uh, I got a question like asking me to review a news article or like some criminal event that has happened. They asked me to review. So I stay away from news like I stay away because of the negativity out there like it's rapes all the time it's uh, and I also said I don't know if uh, it is that bad outside or news people are like media people are only choosing to put that negative shit out there like I don't know so I stay away from it so that is not right right like just like I am not even acknowledging what is happening like I'm being hypocritical here. So, just to not get triggered, my like emotion, Like, if I hear, like a, like, a kid being raped in like Kerala or somewhere, I get super triggered and, like, like I have a lot of emotions that start, like, fluttering inside me. So, like, for that episode, I had to, like, uh, numb my, like, that part. And I have to be logical and I went into that, like, looking for news articles and talk about it. So, like, doing podcasts taught me how to be rational in a way, like, like, be rational and talk to people who have, like, different opinion than what I have. Like, it's good that people have different opinion. I wouldn't have conversation for hours with someone who has same opinion as me. Then, like, what am I getting from it? It's mostly, like, emphasizing what we already believe in. So, it's like, yeah, that is also one more learning from doing the podcast. So, circling back to that
0: true yeah and like our lives you know decide our opinions right
1: experience so, yeah
0: yeah so we are bound to have different opinions because none of us have the, the same, same life right?
1: yeah. so true man so true <laughs> you know like yeah. i like this is what i love like uh, even offline also i don't like having like conversations that don't matter Like like randomly me and my sister the other day we are sitting in balcony and I am randomly talking about like something like like that's on my head like something is always like going on in my head like all the time with respect to like what is right or what is wrong with respect to like whatever is happening in the world like philosophical or like if I read a story it's like I keep going back and forth back and forth with that so like like this is where I get to reflect that part of me. So, like even if I don't get like views or listeners or whatever it is this like my my tick marks or like my to do list I add all of this there so if like if my episode fulfills that part, then it's it's good to me
0: awesome, yeah, quite a big left turn and <laughs> Let's see what you feel about this when you're editing and what you've said. Because then only you'll be a different Sankarshan, right? So that's how You know what? We that's one
1: so. different thing. Have you ever heard yourself, Aishak? You're in the content creation business and please tell me how you feel.
0: <laughs> I feel okay. I mean, like, I'm like, shit, is this how I sound? But, like, I'm not that... You know, I feel like are I'm mutants.
1: All... Like, people... Like, like, even I am okay with my own voice. Like, that is where I am. Like, that is what 25 episodes of podcast will do to you. Like, you are okay yeah, with your own voice.
0: <laughs> yeah. Took me uh, took me a while to be okay with my own voice also. But I wasn't, like, always okay with it. Especially when, like, I didn't have a more deeper voice. My childhood voice was, like, nasal. It was, like, eh? So I'd be like, I am like, I sound like this, sir. And so, also, yeah.
1: like, people like, like all the girls want to like they they want chisel jawline you know like abs and like deep voice so it's like that insecurity was also in me like that was developed so when i was doing this podcast right like randomly one person like texted me or like when we were talking to one of my like friend uh he said uh like even like, like anyways your voice is good so when you do a podcast like it makes sense I was like holy shit like are you kidding me like for the longest period of time I was insecure about like how my voice sounds because all my like friend circle they they, you know I had friends who kept asking me why my voice is not like deep enough or some shit like that. It's like uh, like when you have shitty friends like that insecurities develop right so it's like when I had like me accepting my own voice and like being comfortable with it it's it's very like liberating Like,
0: nothing is holding you back in that sense. Awesome. So, we've talked about a lot of things till now. Your learnings and your opinions and all of that. How that has affected you. Uh, Let's talk about uh, were you very disciplined when it came to your podcast? As in, like, I should release it today or I should release it within this day. And uh, have you, like, acted on that? Have you, like, been disciplined throughout and uh what uh, apart from being just disciplined of uh, did you like start you know putting more effort into the back end things of the podcast such as make, writing questions down which like i've observed like you started doing it more uh recently and how has all of those things affected you and like how have you how do you think like key takeaways and key learnings about this side of the podcast
1: You know, like this is what I think. Like sets any content creators apart from other content creators because there are millions of podcasts in the world, there are millions of bloggers in the world, millions of bloggers, millions of like, like fitness vloggers or whatever it is. There are millions of them, but like some people consistently do it and some people don't. I think that like consistency is what sets you apart from all the people who are doing the same thing. So I always like strived to. Uh, like when people see my podcast right it shouldn't seem like some kid is doing something just for the sake of doing it I wanted like people to perceive it as a form of like a, like good content or something so like I am very very like disciplined with respect to like merit my editing and all of that right like I spend uh, two to three hours editing and uh, so it's like the day I finish my podcast I do nothing else before editing this podcast. So all the major things that I do, uh, like, they fall back, like, in the in my priority list, they fall back after this editing. Because uh, I was interning somewhere, like, from morning till evening, I was working, but I still managed to do the podcast. So it's like, if, like, I figured out my, like, my space. So I, if I spend two hours recording the podcast, I spend two hours editing the podcast, and then export. So, like, like as i keep doing more and more the amount of time that i spend editing reduces so it's like uh discipline helps me uh, organizing uh, this like placing po- podcast and editing the process with my other things so yeah that way i have been like very very uh, disciplined plus like uh, uh, like sometimes i like even if you uh, like even if you want to be disciplined you don't get response from any guests so now you're thinking like whom to bring next or like uh, like i I like it's very demotivating then i'm like what to do uh then like do i do like another solo or do i bring other guests so it's like finding a balance between the discipline and also like like laying low sometimes on the discipline part so it's like i cannot be headstrong with like i i need to do it So then what will happen is that will affect my content. It's like I'm forcing myself to put content out there. So yeah, like I have learned where to be disciplined, when to be disciplined and when not to be and when when to relax so that I'm not like forcing my content out there. So yeah, with respect to that part, yeah. Now I'm putting efforts into like learning the guest's background and whatever their field is. So now I had Sihi on the podcast and we spoke about like toxic beauty culture. She she has a very like good background with makeup and she's very passionate about it. So I had zero knowledge about that. So I was, I I did a lot of research before doing that episode because I didn't know that subject. So it's like now uh, I just don't like, yeah, like I just don't come and like ask questions like you said. Uh, like I do my research I do my best to know that field to have like at least like a good conversation around it so yeah you are very like t- like if you start doing something Vaishak. I have observed like you are very like disciplined with it you directed our play right like you were very very disciplined with the entire process like writing a play is the hardest like one of the hardest things anyone could ever do so like This is very random, so I want you to like tell me like what is your process like with like your uh, content creation all all of that. Like with comedy, it's different. With directing a play, it's different. But uh, yeah, like what do you do? I'm curious now.
0: It's what do I say? It's I'm very methodical and uh, very what are the things have to be done in not only like this these these things have to be done it's like these things have to be done in this order only so that sometimes like affects with the whole thing like that 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 whole thing we talked about you know never let perfection be the enemy of something good or sometimes it's okay like let's say you remember right like i was not okay with us starting practice until i had finished writing but you were like we'll start with whatever we have no like how much ever you've written will start practicing with that as time passes you start writing you said that but like i'm like oh you know it it like it it bothers me because in my head i want the entire play to be written once i I have to like proofread it like 10 12 times see what errors are there refine things and then after that i have to give you your character sketches and then i have to start reading and then by heart and then blocking and then with actions i i have like this process for the play to be conducted but yeah this thing like it's it's not only really, like i have to do these things these things have to be done in this order so like i am i am very in my head that way So like that's why like i'm not that good with timelines and like if deadlines are there like it, it, it because it affects with the way i would do stuff so it's it's that's again something that I need to learn, which is to find a balance between getting it done and getting it done the right way. So like in between I have to be okay with it, right? Uh, because like if I had, you know, saved time during this early part, maybe we could have had more time during practice later where I could have, you know, had more fun with like you guys trying, you know, maybe you you guys in some scenes or something. So yeah, that's something I need to learn. But yeah i I am very methodical and uh, dedicated about it and yeah for me things have to be done that way and it's it's nice to when you envision it that way and like everything checks off but uh, also something that i've learned with being in a team is that different people work in different ways and i should be okay with it it's it doesn't make sense if i try to impose my ways on others then like it just becomes a bad workspace so we need to be okay I need to be okay with how other people uh, you know work and I need to be more accommodating and all of that stuff so yeah it's, it's a constant learning thing but yeah it's something that like has helped me and yeah I need to I think it definitely has
1: helped like, how old were you when you directed your like first play like you wrote and you directed
0: I think that was in school only, probably in eighth, twelve, thirteen years old.
1: Like a piece of work that you're proud of, like
0: that um, was that was. I think that was Vivajana, and I was eighteen then, right? Yeah, I was hmm. eighteen.
1: I, I like. Let me be honest. So when I acted in the play that you wrote, right, like, like it didn't seem like you were younger uh, to us, and you were like. Like there wasn't any age barriers because with respect to how organized and how meticulous you were with your like with the entire process, right? I think that's why the play was at the level that it was. Like even if it is even if it was not like a William Shakespeare play level, it was way better than the most of the plays that that came out of our theater club because of you and like because of the the particular process that you believe in it's like i like i tried writing a play you can write a scene like it could be like small one but writing an entire play is so hard because you have to imagine a conversation and you have to make it natural like how ironic is it like you're imagining something to like make it natural so you're like, when you're, when a conversation is to and fro, you're writing from this perspective, and when this dialogue is done, you, like, put the other character's shoe on, and then you write from their perspective, and then you build Mm -hmm. the character backgrounds in such a way that they come and collide at that point. It's like their background should be in place. So, you were very perfect in that sense. Like, the script, right? Like, the dialogues were so good, it, it didn't seem like it was force-fitting, it, it it went natural and it was like awesome, honestly, like the experience that I took with you, right, it was very, very like liberating in a sense.
0: True and like uh, I obviously like dedicate whatever I've learned to the directors I have worked under, right. Uh, I think I've always been like uh, either a very tough actor to work with or a very easy actor to work with because tough in the sense that if the director comes and tells me something to do out of like if you he, if he ask me to do something and I don't envision my character doing it or I don't think that it makes sense in the script I like argue and I'll be like hey it doesn't make sense because That's I imagine the play
1: in you talking right
0: yeah 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 so th- th- that way it's very hard but like if but I'm, and on the other hand, I'm uh, very easy to work with because sometimes what I imagine is like exactly what the director is imagining yeah. as well. So you like don't have like to put both... extra effort in explaining it to you yeah. because you
1: were once a director and you know what they're trying to communicate. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. So like there are both sides and I've faced both sides, but I've learned uh, a lot from the directors I've worked under and. Uh, I worked under uh, Shruti Pathakji, Jaismiti's sister, and uh, she was like very technical in how like she used to like I like I, I I like my toes fidget when I when I just stand still, and she's like, Hey, you're doing that. You need to stop. Like to she was very context. attentive oh, to me. I'm detail. so sorry.
1: Like I'm cutting you off. Like Jaismiti is a co-founder of Piece of Paper Production along yeah, with yeah. Sumuka. Was... Sumuka was like recently on the podcast, so you guys can go check it out. Yeah
0: cute uh, plug-in and this is part of POP's first fold uh their first ever professional theater show so yeah th- she was very uh, attentive to detail and like I am like that as well so like I, w- I would observe how would that affect me and uh then Sumuka is like much more accommodating of like you bringing in your own self and all of that so I I have I've learned to I've learned that from him but in general, yeah, it's just like, like I have belief and I love stories so much and the storytelling process itself that like it's just like I want this story to be te- told in this right way. And I think that's what drives me when I'm directing at least. And yeah, that's thank you for your uh, compliments regarding <laughs> me being a stricter director from the Hollywood but, you
1: uh, yeah. uh, recently, I sent you a WhatsApp picture of the notes that you made while we were yeah, performing, yeah. and under my section, you wrote overacting. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Like <laughs> I, I, think, I, remember those things. Like first play, like how how brutal I am with feedback. I remember, like I wrote the other play anniversary too, right? And in that, like I remember, like summer acted and like someone and him, we were we were like we were like friends as well, like right? we very, very, very we were very close friends, and I ended up giving feedback that was so harsh, like to him.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, yeah, I, I remember, I'm I'm brutal with that. Stuff. But you yeah. know
1: what? I think like that's the most admirable thing ever. Like, uh, this is what I want to talk about next because I've been thinking about it. Like now, when you're talking, it's like uh, there is like there is certain things that is similar in you and me that is that we don't see things to be like commercially big or small like uh like anything that we are doing right like we want it to be at an industry level mark type like we want to put like that much effort into it it shouldn't seem like like some bunch of kids are doing it or like it should seem like a proper piece of art like let's say me doing this podcast i don't want it to be like some lame kid is talking or I am lame, but like, I don't want it to be like that. Like, I want people to at least give it a listen and be like, like, I want them to uh, forget that they're listening and dive into the conversation. So even with your play, it's like, you don't want people to see that, oh, a kid has directed. You want people to see the story. So it's like uh, that dedication thing, right? Like that's what drives for long form content. It's like long form in the sense, you can do that sustainably for a long period of time because you're believing in the process. So now like with the whole like the TikTok with the whole Reels and with everything that is happening right? There is a different dimension to content creation right now. So what do you think is content creation like in like 2020 and like what do you think how it's gonna be like in the next few years? Like I'm very curious yeah. to hear your thought. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing is uh is regarding you telling that like we we have we demand like a certain standard for the stuff that we put out that's definitely true because i think what i believe in is that like you might not have the best camera in the world you might not have the best audio setup you might not have the best lighting or whatever but like with whatever you do have you should like put effort into putting the best version of that you shouldn't settle for anything less so even if you have even if you're using your phone microphone to record audio take the effort to learn how you could remove noise from like audio editing free audio editing software okay if and then like in light find out the best place for lighting in your room with editing see if you can even if it's a free editing software see how what effort you could put into it like don't half ass anything basically is what i'm saying even if basically use your resources to the maximum potential and don't not put effort just because you don't have the best industry level equipment or something so with that said yeah the thing about content like we've talked about this on disable boys uh, our podcast and everything and like it's a constant source of conversation as well which is that yeah i think content is content and whatever we see is a reflection of ourselves if us seeing short form content is a reflection of our short attention spans, It's not like it suddenly happened and like we came across it. It's that we, it's, it's, everything is a reflection of ourselves. And like, I am not the person who like thinks that, or this sort of content should exist or this sort of content shouldn't exist. I'm like, if I don't like it, I won't watch it that's enough. I won't tell like, oh, this shouldn't exist. I don't have such strong opinions about anything, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting in a way because reels comedy will start, you know, uh, competing with YouTube five minutes comedy and YouTube 10 minutes comedy clips started, you know, uh, competing with specials, one hour specials on Netflix and stuff. And those Netflix specials compete with actual live shows. So like this constant competition of, stuff is always there and that's not saying that they're the same thing they are very different and you can never get a live show experience sitting in your home that's there for sure but it's just like sometimes you're like hey i don't want to pay 700 bucks to go to that show let me just watch it when it comes out on netflix or something so that that sort of competition will always be there and it's interesting to see how it goes and it's not like our audience for one sort of art form will completely die because of this new art form coming up so it is interesting i just think like even good reels comedy exists good live shows exist both can exist it's not like oh now that reels are there long form things they won't you know they won't exist anymore i don't think that's the case it's just like interesting now to see everything and obviously our environment which is like we live in like a post-pandemic world and all of that's there right so yeah with that like obviously things will be different when it comes to social media and content creation and everything so it's just like be a part of the ride and then just choose what you like and choose what you want to do you know what like
1: uh i don't I don't mind if the time that we are spending is reducing, if the reels are becoming shorter and shorter. I don't care like if the uh, like if our attention span is reducing or not. Like it does matter, but what matters more is the content. Like you said, there are so many like people who make awesome reels. It is not about time span there, it is about the dedication in making in creating the content. So the like one of the things that people need to realize is the amount of views that you get doesn't mean your content is good like like with this reels and everything it's all about algorithm it's like it's not about your content like uh, like a girl can do a stupid dance and can get millions of views but that doesn't mean that that content is good or that doesn't mean that you can monetize over that content like there are like now fame has no meaning like, like, like people becoming famous has no meaning at all right now. Because, like, you can put stupid videos out there, like, stupid reels and, uh, you know those, like, uh, fuckboy reels where you're, like, uh, like, very weird and very sensual kind of reels right now. Like, girls are, like, flaunting yes. their curves and then, like, guys are, like, oh, see, my apps are like this. So, those form of content, right? Like, you cannot monetize them. Like all the content creators, let's say reels, a lot of them are making money because their content is good, not because they're famous. So like, like before when YouTube came, views mattered more than anything. Like if you get a lot of views, that means that you get sponsors, you get like, uh, like sp- like some company sponsoring your video. But now that isn't the attribute anymore. Like, uh, like it's it's all about like your content. And like that's when you get like sponsors and and all of that. So, I think that's the only aspect that has changed and that will change if this short lifespan, uh, like sorry, short attention span thing continues. But other than that, I don't see anything uh, else
0: like, negatively with respect to short. But time. like you can't you can't call content stupid just for existing, right? It has its own audiences, and
1: yeah, but that's what like I. Like what that's, are you trying to do? Like some reels I see and I'm like, what are you trying to do here? Like what exactly are you trying to do?
0: But still there are people watching it, no?
1: Yes, but that doesn't mean that you can monetize over that. Like you cannot make a living making stupid videos is what I'm saying. Like that. Like just hopping on the trend. Like you can become famous, but you cannot monetize. Like, uh, there are a lot of the like TikTok people who make like such you know what's that dude's name? This like
0: Khabib something, no? Khabib yeah, something.
1: That, like the black dude who who shows uh, like like people who make a lot of effort in doing simple tasks and then he like it's a satire, right? He makes he like he's a millionaire right now. And his content is funny, like he puts effort in making it and also like Nirmal Pillai, right? Uh, like his content is good. Like he's he just records in mobile phone, he doesn't even do it in a DSLR. Like but like his content is that good. So I think that like people need to put emphasis on the content, not on like the views and all of that. So yeah.
0: Which is why true content will stand out. Which is why movies directed by Tarantino, Nolan, they stand out over time versus like cheap flicks that were made. But like to say that cheap flicks shouldn't exist is like wrong. Because they are finding their audiences. Like if a hundred million people watch the dumb reel, it's still like a hundred million people watching it. So you should respect their time and opinions. Like it's it's fine for stuff like that to exist. But yeah, in general, yeah, you should put effort and like be conscious about what you're making and what you're consuming as well. So like if you don't like such reels, just don't consume them, you know, that's all.
1: Yeah. You know what I want to end this podcast on? I want to end on a note that I want to be on your podcast soon. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Vaisat uh, Dutt, uh, uh, hopefully he's going to have his podcast rolling soon. So,
0: I hope. I hope. Let's yeah, see. Um, hopefully. And I'm just uh,
1: putting it on there so that you feel like you have a chip on your shoulder now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like uh, a pressure. It's you know what? Like a... like
1: you are... Any conversation that we both have has always been constructive and uh, like, I like being associated with you because of the type of discussions that we have. It's always like growth minded and uh, it is like, it makes sense for you to have your podcast. So (laughs) I hope so.
0: Uh, Let's see if I do it. And regarding this podcast so far, like it's been such a fun thing to talk about. And like, it's also fun because we ended up talking about stuff which we had never planned about, you know, we ended up saying stuff which I didn't even know, like when I spoke about uh, the opinions, things and stuff, like I thought, like it forced me to think what my thoughts regarding this topic were Mm -hmm. and how could I phrase it, right? So like I thought about it and like when you see that side of yourself coming into play, it's nice. It's basically, we are forcing ourselves to be vocal on a public domain like we are we're seeing what our thoughts are and it's interesting it's interesting and it's always fun to do this and for sure we will be different people when we see this again in the future and uh, you'll be like so oh please we should hold us here.
1: accountable for our opinions yeah i are don't, bound to
0: change. we should be accountable it's just that like we should we should be accountable to what we say because <laughs> otherwise everybody will say something and like ah nothing, I'm not accountable. Yeah, but, but,
1: but you yeah, need then, to acknowledge our growth if we grow is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. We, nice. we you need to know that like yeah, we there is always room for improvement for a person is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's fun. We spoke about the, a lot and yeah. For
1: all the people out there, please get a Vaishak in your life. Uh it's <laughs> Like, when I say Vaishak is, uh, like, get friends who are very, like, growth-minded is what I mean. Like, like I've, I've, I made a choice in my life a few years back to associate myself with people who challenge me and who help me grow. And, like, you are a result of that. And uh, so, hopefully, we get to do this again, man.
0: Like, we will do this again. Yes. And, like, very thankful, very sweet of you to speak of me that way. My mother would not agree. She thinks I'm a hopeless, useless <laughs> fellow.
1: That's all right. If if your uh, mom thinks you're good, that means something is wrong. Like, if your mom thinks you're <laughs> stupid, that means you're normal.
0: Yeah. So I will show this to my mom. And hopefully, that will change her opinion about me. But all good and fun and, like, great job on coming so far. And, Thank yeah, we so spoke much. about so much, like, so much of your growth and is, like, you know evident in whatever you've done and it's and this podcast will be good because people will see the actual work that was put in behind and like how you work as a person and i hope i did a good job as a you, th- temporary host
1: thank you so much Vaishak like uh one of the reason is that you made me like acknowledge the progress and that has been very like uh very emotional and very like revelating <laughs> to know what that word means please check visible Boy's first podcast (laughs) Um, so yeah it's been very uh, you know like you taking efforts to make this 25th episode special it means a lot to me and uh, thank you so much for doing it Vaishal. and I'm sure like you'll be back again so let's chill again some other time
0: golden jubilee coming soon
1: (laughs) yeah bye bye (laughs) ladies and gentlemen say say bye your name is so tricky man
0: take care everybody
1: this podcast is now recorded on video as well as audio if you want to see my beautiful face you can come to youtube if you want to hear my beautiful voice you can check it out on spotify geo savan and ghana a
0: sankarshan joshi trip